Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. And glad you're back with us, or welcome if it's your first time. We tend to focus on jazz and uh, uh, related American music that uh, might be under the radar a bit. We try to focus on certain themes or recording sessions or what have you to uh, go a little bit deeper into the ideas of jazz recorded history. And Today we're going to be talking about two particular blues artists from Chicago in the 1930s, or at least the recordings from the 19, late 1930s and uh, about 1940 or so, and these will feature some very jazzy sounds. Uh, the two uh, singers and artists, musicians we're talking about today are Tampa Red and Big Bill Brunzi, and they were both very well known on the Chicago party circuit in the 1930s and 40s, uh, but their careers go back to the 1920s. Uh, we're going to start out with Tampa Red, whose real name was Hudson Whitaker, and uh, he was born in 1903 in Georgia, but was raised in Tampa, Florida. His parents had died young, and he went to live with some other relatives, and so he took his name, uh, his stage name, Tampa Red, from uh, the place of his uh, adolescence, Tampa, Florida, and the fact that he was very light-skinned, and very often light-skinned African Americans were called Red, and so hence Tampa Red. He learned to play guitar uh, as a boy, and became quite a proficient blues guitarist in the 1920s. He found himself in Chicago, in the early to middle 1920s, and he made the acquaintance of a fellow named Thomas A. Dorsey, whose uh, name on records a lot of times was Georgia Tom. And uh, Thomas A. Dorsey was raised in, in uh, Atlanta and uh, became a blues pianist there. He actually was a, a, a habitué or a devotee of some of the theaters in Atlanta, which was a big hub for the African-American touring theatrical industry, the TOBA, uh, Theater Owners Booking Association. I had a couple of theaters in Atlanta, and that's uh, where Thomas A. Dorsey was uh, introduced to the music of people like Ma Rainey, Bessie Smith, and so forth. He went to Chicago also in the early 20s. He became a blues publisher, uh, or the publisher of blues songs, I should say, and a couple of his tunes were covered by uh, well-known uh, black musicians like King Oliver and later Louis Armstrong, and by 1925, he was well-known enough in the industry that he became Ma Rainey's band director and music director for year or two. And that uh, sort of shot him to prominence in that industry. So shortly thereafter that, when he stopped touring, uh, he and uh, Hudson Whitaker, aka Tampa Red, became partners and started making recordings for uh, the uh, race music industry in the late 1920s. And they had a big hit with It's Tight Like That. Uh, that was a tune that they put together for uh, a recording session, uh, actually several recording sessions for Vocalion and, and Paramount uh, in the late 1920s, and they had a fairly big hit with that, and that tune was covered by a lot of artists, including Louis Armstrong and uh, McKinney's Cotton Pickers, quite a few others. Uh, they stayed together, not really touring, but playing in Chicago and making a lot of recordings in the 19, late 1920s. Uh, Dorsey uh, had a kind of a, a pull to religious music. He was a religious person, and he had a, a very great conflict in the 1920s between his secular music making with Ma Rainey and uh, Tampa Red and some of the blues artists, and his need to uh, play and compose religious music. Finally, the uh, religion took over in 1931-32. His wife and uh, child died uh, very young, and that uh, caused a, a religious conversion, or I guess a reconversion for him, and he dedicated himself to gospel music from that point on, and he became known as one of the great gospel composers uh, from that period, and really from any period. 
Tampa Red, however, continued in the blues vein. He uh, recorded all through the 1930s and 40s, largely for RCA Victor and their Bluebird subsidy. And the recordings that he made, we're going to hear two sessions of, came to be known as the Bluebird Blues. He uh, was a... uh, a session musician as well as a uh, recording star himself. He composed a lot of the tunes he played and uh, composed for others as well. And we're going to hear some of his uh, collaborations on other podcasts coming up. He and Bill Brunzi recorded together, as did uh, he and uh, Big Maceo Merriweather and uh, Little Brother Montgomery and uh, a lot of stars from that mid to late 1930s period in Chicago. This is when uh, the development of what was called the Jump Blues came about. And uh, in New York, you can hear similar music done by Louis Jordan on the West Coast, people like Roy Milton. Uh, These were very jazz-oriented players who uh, created a style of music that uh, combined the blues and jazz and some good-time party music, humorous lyrics and all that, uh, in a way that kind of Uh, mirrored what was happening 20 years earlier in uh, the classic blues era. So the blues was never far away from what these musicians did. So we're going to start by listening to one complete session that uh, Tampa Red did in 19, uh, let's see, 1938, December 16th of 1938 for Bluebird. And This is a band called the Chicago Five, Tampa Red and the Chicago Five. This was kind of a loose agglomeration of players uh, uh, using this name, and uh, we're going to hear that on a Bill Brunzi session, too, with totally different personnel. Here we have Charlie Eidson on trumpet, Bill Owsley on tenor sax, Blind John Davis on piano, Tampa Red on guitar and vocals, Bill Settles on bass, and no drums on this one, but you have a very persistent rhythm going here. This was used as dance music. Uh, This type of music would have been played in the juke joints and bar rooms of Chicago and uh, outlying areas, and it pretty quickly spread throughout the country as well. You can hear the beginnings of rhythm and blues and rock and roll and all kinds of stuff on these sides. Uh, We will hear some very good jazz playing by the horn players, especially Eidson on trumpet and Bill Owsley, who recorded a lot of sessions on tenor sax. So the four tunes we're going to hear are Mr. Rhythm Man, Just You and I Alone, Checking Up on You, and Oh Yes My Darling. All of these done by Tampa Red and the Chicago Five. The man, yes, yes. Won't you please begin? Yes, yes. My gal and I, we're gonna pitch a ball tonight. We're gonna take a chance, yes, yes. We're gonna kiss and dance, yes, yes. The ball is on, we're gonna pitch a ball tonight. That would lose you a tooty fruity or any old tune.
with the man, yes, yes. Won't you beat that band, yes, yes. My gal and I, we gonna pitch a ball tonight. We gonna take a chance, yes, yes. We gonna kiss and dance, yes, yes. Swing it high, we gonna pitch a ball tonight. That foot you a Come back again Just you and I heard 
Tampa Red and the Chicago Five. You get a good sense of the uh, crossover between jazz and blues and novelty music at the time. Tampa Red was quite a talented composer. I believe he composed all of these tunes. Um, finding provenance of, of, of blues tunes from this period can be a little bit tricky. Uh, we started out with Mr. Rhythm Man, a nice sort of uh, almost Fats Waller and his rhythm type of tune there with a good organized backing uh, by the horns. Charlie Eidson on trumpet, Bill Owsley on tenor sax, along with a good classic Chicago rhythm section of the time, Tampa Red on guitar and vocals, Blind John Davis on piano, and Bill Settles on bass. We heard some piano solos in there, uh, not really any guitar solos, although Tampa Red in the 19, late 1920s was known as a, uh, a very innovative guitar player playing rhythm and solo. He was one of the first, possibly the first, blues musician to use a national guitar. After Mr. Rhythm Man, we heard Just You and I Alone, and then Checking Up on You, and Oh Yes, My Darling. Some very uh, fun tunes with some very good playing in there. Not exactly uh, immaculate playing, but uh, a lot of spirit as well. So that's uh, uh, Tampa Red and his... Um, uh, Chicago Five, and the Chicago Five, I should say. We're going to finish up the program with another four tunes by a similar group, although I think we may know the uh, players uh, on that one, possibly. So right now, we're going to move to the other focus of our program today, Big Bill Brunzi. Brunzi was born in 1903, or at least we think he was born in 1903. Uh, his birth date uh, is, is in question. It could have been several years earlier than that. He was from Mississippi. He grew up very poor and uh, a sharecropper and large family and all. Uh, he learned to play music. 
actually not terribly young. I think he was in his teen years. He put together a kind of a, a cigar box guitar for himself and figured out how to play. He got some tutoring from other musicians he toured around with. And by the late 1920s, he was actually a pretty effective player. He was a good guitar player and violinist as well. And he started recording uh, what was called hokum jazz back then, playing uh, with some jazz players and some blues players. He played with Tampa Red at that time as well in the late 1920s and also became known as a singer and a writer. But it wasn't really till the mid-30s he started recording for Bluebird Records. We mentioned the Bluebird sound there. Um, and uh, he became known as a, a great session musician. He moved... Uh, as very few other players did from the country blues, the rural blues, to the urban blues style. And from the mid-1930s on, he was in Chicago. Uh, he was in Chicago from the mid-20s, but he was recording from the mid-30s on in this more swing, urban uh, type of style that uh, he stayed with the rest of his life. He lived into the middle 1950s. He uh, re-reinvented himself in the 1950s as a folk musician and became the darling of some of the folk uh, folkies out on the... Uh, the circuit in uh, the 1950s, both in America and in England, and he had some late-life success with that. So we're going to hear a series of recordings that he made in the 1930s that feature some jazz backing. We're going to start with two tunes that feature uh, Brunzi uh, playing and singing, accompanied by uh, the very underrated and almost legendary Punch Miller on trumpet. Punch Miller was a New Orleans player who had left New Orleans fairly young. He was born around the turn of the century also. I think he was born actually in 1899 and uh, toured around a lot with tent shows, minstrel shows. He ended up in Chicago, made some recordings in New Orleans and Chicago in the 1920s. Uh, stayed in Chicago, played with a lot of these rhythm and blues early groups um, before going to New York in the mid-40s and becoming the darling of the traditional jazz scene. Started making New Orleans style records again. Uh, he also toured in the 50s playing rock and roll in, in, in some of the last vestiges of the uh, black tent shows going around at that time. And then ended up back in New Orleans for the last 10 years or so of his life in the 1960s and led uh, a number of uh, New Orleans style traditional jazz Dixieland sessions for Atlantic Records and others as well. He's on fire on this uh, session. We're going to hear two tunes. First of all, the Unemployment Stop, which starts with uh, Punch Miller playing a quote from King Oliver's Dipper Mouth Blues solo, and then going into a vocal as well by uh, Big Bill Brunzi on a vocal. He also plays guitar. We're going to hear Josh Altheimer on piano. He was a very prolific blues accompanist at the time. Uh, Fred Williams on drums and an unknown bass player, although it could have been Ransom Noling who did a lot of these sessions. So we're going to hear Unemployment Stop, followed by Gotta Get Ready Tonight, both featuring Big Bill Brunzi, accompanied by Punch Miller. After that, we're going to hear Big Bill and the Memphis Five, like the Chicago Five. This is from uh, September of 1938. I should mention the other one was from, other two were from March 30th of 1938. These are for Vocalion records. By this point, Big Bill had switched over to Vocalion from Bluebird, but maintained the same style. So Big Bill and the Memphis Five will be doing the WPA Rag, a good follow-up from Unemployment Stop in that Depression era. And this will feature, um, we're not exactly sure, it could be Alfred Bell, who was known as Mr. Sheik's on trumpet, although honestly it does sound a little like Punch Miller as well. We're going to hear Buster Bennett on alto sax. He was a really 
excellent alto player who never really advanced much beyond these blues recordings, but he even has some bebop uh, echoes in his playing, even though this was done six or seven years before the bebop sessions. Blind John Davis is on piano, uh, Big Bill on guitar, uh, possibly another guitar, and Wilbur Ware on bass. Wilbur Ware, of course, became known as a, a more modern stylist in the 1950s. So that'll be the WPA Rag. After that, we're going to jump ahead to Big Bill and his Chicago Five, another version of the Chicago Five, this time from March 6th of 1942, a later session. This is for OK Records, and uh, we're going to hear... At least three tunes from this session. We might sneak in the fourth one as well. We'll see. But we're going to hear the very well-known tune, I'm going to move to the outskirts of town. And uh, this was covered by a lot of uh, players. Louis Jordan, of course. Jimmy Rushing with the Count Basie Band. Later on, Jimmy Rushing recorded it again uh, with Helen Humes for Columbia Records. A lot of different uh, players on this. So we're going to hear that, followed by Tell Me Baby and I'm Woke Up Now. And this uh, is a little band, a little, very hot little band, featuring again Punch Miller on trumpet and Buster Bennett on alto sax. We're going to hear Memphis Slim on piano. Uh, Josh Altheimer, as I said, was uh, the regular accompanist, although he passed away kind of suddenly, I think, in about 1941. And Memphis Slim became uh, the replacement pianist on a lot of these sessions. Uh, Big Bill on guitar, Judge Riley on drums. So those are our tunes uh, for that. We're going to hear uh, in this session, uh, Unemployment Stop, Gotta Get Ready Tonight, the WPA Rag, I'm Going to Move to the Outskirts of Town, Tell Me Baby, and I'm Woke Up Now, a nice long session, all featuring Big Bill Brunzi with various jazz stars. I'm a law-abiding citizen, my debts I sure will pay. I'm a law-abiding citizen, baby, my debts I sure will pay. I just hope war don't start and Uncle Sam have to send me away. I haven't never been in jail and I haven't never paid no fine. I haven't never been in jail, baby, and I haven't never paid no fine. I want a job to make my living cause stealing ain't on my mind. Oh, yeah. Pick it, Mr. Josh. I've no times when I raise my own meeting. I have no time, baby, when I read my own meat in me. My meat was in my smokehouse and my meal was in my feet. Oh, when Mr. Roosevelt sent out them unemployment cards. Yes, when Mr. Roosevelt sent out them unemployment cards. I just know sure that work was going to start. Cause I didn't have no work to do My wife had to leave me 
because she was starving
thing, Mr. Wall. Thank you. 
That's gonna stop that grumpy boy. I mean and keep him away when I move.
smile I thought they meant what they said They were just smiling to Eat up my meat and bread But I know now You can't trust nobody no how Well, I've been sleeping Yeah, but I'm woke up now From the cradle To the walking stick The eye will hide behind boys After they throw a brick But I know now You can't trust nobody no how I declare I've been sleeping Yeah, but I'm woke up in a pair, but I know now, you can't trust nobody no harm, not I've been sleeping, yeah, but I'm woke up now. Listen to my story, listen to what I said. Trust nobody, boy. It sure don't pay because I know now you can't trust nobody no how. I'd have been sleeping, yeah, but I'm woke up now. Those are the products of a couple of interesting sessions by Big Bill Brunzi. Uh, as I said, Brunzi uh, continued recording through the 40s. He actually fell on some hard times. He had to become a custodian at a, at, a, at a school for a while to make ends meet. But he stayed in Chicago and was eventually rediscovered uh, and did reasonably well for the last five or six years of his life. He died in 1955. So that last session that we just heard, we heard three, uh, three tunes from that session of 1942. We heard, I'm going to move to the outskirts of town, tell me baby, and I'm woke up now, featuring uh, the Chicago Five. We heard uh, Judge Riley on drums, uh, Memphis Slim on piano, Brimsey on guitar. I think there was a bass player in there, although there's one not listed. Buster Bennett, as I mentioned, doing some really interesting alto sax work from 1942. He was sounding more like some of the 
proto-bop players from a few years later with that very flexible sound and, and, and uh, free rhythmic sense. And, of course, Punch Miller on trumpet. And Punch Miller was a, a really remarkable player. He just never stayed in one place long enough uh, to become really established. I think he also had some alcohol problems and different things that kept him from being uh, employed by notable bands where he might have got the recognition he deserved. So those were the three tunes from that set. Before that, we heard the WPA Rag by Big Bill and the Memphis Five. And this was probably Alfred Bell, a.k.a. Kid, uh, Mr. Sheeks on trumpet, Buster Bennett on alto, Blind John Davis on piano, Big Bill on guitar. Uh, it says it might be another guitar, but that solo guitar player, uh, I think, was Big Bill. A little single note uh, solo in there. Also, Wilbur Ware on bass. And that was from September of 1938. I should mention the Chicago Five session was March 6th of 1942. That was for OK, and these other recordings are for Volcanion. We started out with those two uh, tunes that really featured Punch Miller very, very well. Um, they were uh, starting, starting out, rather, with the Unemployment Stomp, and then going to uh, Gotta Get Ready Tonight. And both of those were uh, Punch Miller with uh, Big Bill Brunzi and uh, his rhythm section, Josh Altheimer on piano, um, an unknown string bass, and possibly Fred Williams as the discography says on drums, along with, of course, Punch Miller on trumpet and Brunzi on guitar. And we started out with the Unemployment Stomp, featuring that uh, little quotation at the beginning from King Oliver's um, Dippermouth Blues solo, and that uh, Punch Miller came by naturally. He had uh, known King Oliver and Louis Armstrong when he was a boy in New Orleans, a young person in New Orleans. He was actually a couple of years older than Louis Armstrong, and he played with King Oliver's band for a while anyway in the 1920s, late 1920s. After that, we heard Gotta Get Ready Tonight, a nice little brisk sort of pop blues, I guess I'd have to call it, before we went on to the WPA rag. And those two tunes were from March 30th of 1938. Uh, a few days later, uh, actually about a month or so later, uh, they recorded again, uh, but without Punch Miller and with Bill Owsley on clarinet and tenor sax. We may have to play those a little later. I think those are some of the first recordings by George Barnes on electric guitar, a very um, wonderful electric guitar player from a later period. So we're going to finish off uh, with another session by Tampa Red, and uh, we started out with Tampa Red, of course. This is from actually a little bit earlier, a few months earlier anyway. This is Tampa Red and the Chicago Five, done for Bluebird Records in June, June 16th of 1938, which is about six months before the uh, session that started out this program. This is uh, a little bit less uh, certain in terms of personnel. Blind John Davis probably on piano, along with Tampa Red on guitar and vocal. There's a bass player in there. And then it says, unknown trumpet and unknown tenor sax. It could be Bill Owsley again on tenor sax. Uh, it could be Punch Miller on trumpet. It sounds a little bit like him in places. Hard to tell. There was, as I said, a coterie of uh, instrumentalists in Chicago in the 1930s that uh, did a lot of these blues recordings, and they just sort of shifted like the sands, depending on when it was and who was the leader and so forth. Um, the best-known group from this period is one we're going to be devoting a podcast to in the future. It was the Harlem Hamfats. Uh, despite the name, they were from Chicago, and they featured some really... Uh, great playing by some relatively unknown musicians, including Herb Morand on um, trumpet and Odell Rand on clarinet, and we'll be talking about them on a podcast, as I said, coming up. So the four tunes we're going to hear from this Tampa Red Chicago Five session from June of 1938 are Now That You've Gone, Rocket and Rhythm, I Do, and The Sweetest Gal in Town. 
didn't say So how should I know Why should you leave Oh, where did you go Now that you left me Now that you gone I give you my love You give me the air So why should I grieve Oh, why should I care Now that you left me Now that you gone My friends all sigh as they go by Wondering is it true But there's no need of make-believe I know too well we are true What should I do? Oh, why should I care? I'll get along somehow, somewhere Now that you left me Oh, now that you're gone Yeah. Uh-huh. 
one gal on the chair last night. I saw you. I listened to you. Yeah. Uh huh. your blues and care and rock it in rhythm everybody's singing when old man gloom is at you i tell you just what to do rock it in rhythm everybody's Everybody do, you can learn it too. It's the hardest thing in town. You raise your head, you hold your hand, and start to messing round. And if you are blue and drowsy, just start to drink into and rock it in rhythm. Everybody. I love you, dear, I do. Give me your promise, too. Just say you will. My heart is thrilled with plans I made for two. Oh, yeah, I need your love, I do. My heart, I trust.
got the sweetest gal in town She pushed me up, she pulled me down And I can't get enough of that somehow She buy me boo, she call me dear Do anything to make me cheer And I can't get enough of that somehow When we start to drinking She hug and hold my hand She never had to tell me I always understand The way she looks, the way she loves Makes me gay as the moon above And I can't get enough of that Somehow, yeah Chicago Five, and the Chicago Five, I should say. Very interesting uh, recording session. All tunes, I believe, written by him. And uh, showing some very energetic playing and some energetic singing as well. Tampa Red uh, continued to record through the 40s and into the 50s. His wife apparently passed away in the early 50s, and that sent him on a downward spiral. I guess he um, succumbed to alcoholism and had physical ailments. He lived another almost 30 years into the early 80s, and I guess was uh, penniless when he died. Uh, in the 1920s and 30s, he and his wife had been uh, noted for their hospitality to other musicians. I think they were on some sort of a retainer from one of the recording companies, Paramount, I believe, Richard M. Jones or, or, or whoever was running that, would actually board musicians who were recording for him at Tampa Red's house, and uh, the... Uh, Tampa Red and his wife uh, would provide uh, meals and so forth, and also had a room for rehearsal uh, prior to the recording session. So kind of interesting uh, how that worked out. 
So we heard, now that you've gone, Rocket and Rhythm, I Do, and The Sweetest Gal in Town. Uh, not really bluesy tunes particularly, although uh, Tampa Red, um, originally known as Hudson Whitaker, was certainly uh, in the forefront of blues playing and singing at the time. But these were more aimed at the pop market. None of them became uh, standards or anything like that, but uh, very compelling little tunes. We heard two unknowns on trumpet and tenor sax. Could have been Bill Owsley on tenor sax. Probably not Punch Miller on trumpet. He was well-featured on solos on a couple of the tunes, but didn't sound like uh, Miller. Blind John Davis on piano, Tampa Red on guitar and vocal, and an unknown bass player. And those were from June 16th of 1938. So thank you very much for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed this program of uh, our uh, Bluebird Blues, I guess we'd have to call it, and the uh, Chicago Jazz and Blues Nexus uh, as personified by Tampa Red and Bill, Big Bill Brunzi, featuring some great playing by... Quite a few uh, African-American jazz players uh, who made these blues recordings during the 1930s and early 40s. My name is John Clark. You've been listening to The Jazz Focus. Hope you're interested enough uh, to keep listening to The Jazz Focus and maybe sponsor us as well. Take a look at that sponsorship button. Always looking for new members. And uh, uh, hope you continue to make The Jazz Focus part of your regular schedule. So, thank you, and I'll see you on the other side.